Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Today is Monday, September 26th. I'm your host, John June, and... Got my guy over there, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? Uh, crazy Sunday. Uh, definitely some had a very high extreme of games, like really some really bad games and then some really good games. Uh, but yeah, man, it is there's so much parody in this league. It's it's crazy. Definitely closer than any other league I know. Uh, and we got the Giants tonight. Uh, way to cap it off for, for Monday night. <laughs> yeah, I mean the. Games were all interesting except for the Jets game, which I was at. So, <laughs> oh no, no, they were worse than that. They were way worse than that. <laughs> that Sunday night game was horrible. Oh, the, yeah, no, the game you said was gonna be horrible. That. Tampa that Bay, even count as a football game in Green oh, Bay. Was all. I, I went to sleep, I was just like, nah, I'll, I'll watch the highlights in the morning. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, there was no way I was staying up to watch that game. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we're here to break down. Week three and recap week three football. Um, obviously, you are either watching us live right now on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or you could be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or you could be watching on YouTube or Twitch or Twitter after the fact. But either way, please comment, like, subscribe, you, you know, retweet, uh, follows. Um, you know, I'm at John June at Jarrah Football Nerd, and that's G Money, Greg Penniman at G Money underscore Truth on Twitter. Um, and yeah, so make sure you follow the show at FF Diagnostics as well. So, um, and also hit the notification if you on Twitter, hit that little notification icon. So when we do go live, you do get that notification so you don't miss the show. Um, anyways, trying to break down some week three football here, Greg, and at least most of it, like you said, there is a Sunday night game left. Um, and if you're watching, one of the things I did, I went and did this this morning, Greg, in one of my leagues, went and added the, the New York Giants defense because they play Chicago, Chicago this, week. this week. Yes, sir. And I'm trying to follow Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm just trying to play defenses. that play. And look, this is I love Justin Fields. I think I thought he was a really good quarterback prospect, but the Bears are not trying to win football games. And he is the most sacked quarterback in football. Right, Houston was – not great, and they got him five times. So preview to maybe potential defensive stream of the week type talk here. But, um, yeah, that's just a little nugget I wanted to throw out there for people that are watching live, listening live, that, you know, maybe have an opportunity to go out there and add the Giants if they're a free agent in your league. Or Richie James. One time, you already know. Or Richie James, for sure. Yes, sir. Or, or. Oh, man. Or Kadarius Tony. Oh man! <laughs> you know I had to do it. You know, I, look, because he's out there in some of my leagues, and I'm really thinking about it. I know we have obviously our league where you're trying to convince me to drop him, um, but I can't cut bait, man. I just unless, like I said, unless it's like for Richie James, like I would drop Kadarius Tony for Richie James. But um, yeah, it's I can't quit Kadarius, man. It's you know I can't. One man, I know I definitely can't quit as we talk about these quarterback swags. Our guy Lamar Jackson, yes, sir. Pay the man, pay this man 18 
of 29, 218 passing yards, four touchdowns, one interception, also added 11 rush attempts for 107 yards and a touchdown. The first player with consecutive back-to-back games of three-plus touchdown passes and 100 rushing yards. Uh, only Lamar Villis could get that done there. Um, 39.4 fancy points, Greg. What were your thoughts on the performance by Lamar Jackson? I mean, this is definitely what, what we expected once he didn't get that contract. And even if he did get it, I mean, the, but the now the pedal is on the metal for him to earn as much possible dollars as he can. Uh, the passing numbers are incredible. Ten passing touchdowns in three games, three straight games with three passing touchdowns or more. I mean, yeah, this man is on another level right now. He's just going to keep, uh, you know, increasing that that bankroll every every game, every pass play. And he's only doing this on 30 attempts a game. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, he's wildly efficient. Um, and, you know, the rushing the rushing is great. I mean, back-to-back games with 100 yards. Like, if your quarterback had back-to-back games with three touchdown passes, we'd be like, oh, wow, that's really good. If he if a running back had back-to-back games of 100 yards and a touchdown, you'd say, oh, that's pretty good. But when a quarterback does both of those things, like, this is week-winning type stuff here. I mean, in our league of extraordinary people, Greg, like, my team did not – it didn't do a whole lot, but Lamar pretty much, you know, dragged my team almost to the finish line. We got, we're got, we not done. We're not done. We still have some work left. It's, you know, C.D. Lamb can't score uh, – or Saquon Barkley can't outscore C.D. Lamb by 17 points or more. But, um, you know, I'll say probability is pretty good. But anyway, like, Lamar is he's 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 carrying teams right now. The point I'm trying. Oh yeah, to make. absolutely. Like he's bringing first round value from a quarterback. Like this is like he's doing insane things right now. Definitely. Um, moving on to the QB two on the week. Also, probably not even carrying your team because he should. Depending on the value that you got with this guy, he should be like within the mix, right? Like obviously, this is somebody we were both high on. Really, you know, really high on last year, Greg. That's Jalen Hurts, 22-35, 340 passing yards, three touchdowns, nine rushing yards, or, or nine attempts for 20 rushing yards, 27.6 fancy points. Uh, I mean, the matchup was great, obviously, against Washington. We knew that. Um, they've been getting cooked through the air. But Jalen Hurts having a fantasy game of this magnitude without with only two points coming from rushing, like that that is what I you know I take away from from this really. Um, but also when Stefan Diggs helped unlock Josh Allen, is it possible that AJ Brown is helping unlock Jalen Hurts here? I mean, Jalen Hurts could I said last week, I didn't, you know, maybe it's hyperbolic that he looked as good as some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but this week he's doing it again, and it's possible Jalen Hurts. There's could be a lead, a candidate for MVP when it's all said and done, just based on how he's looked through three weeks. Yeah, I would not fall for someone. I mean, I was very close to putting like five dollars on a Jalen Hurts MVP like season. Um, he's definitely on pace for doing uh, the things that he's doing because with the Eagles being three and zero, I mean, you look at that record uh, and the schedule there; they could uh, possibly just finish as a top two or three seed and that's 
uh, best player on best team that that put automatically puts you in, in the conversation for sure. Um, yeah, he's doing what he's got to do, uh, and he's passing numbers are getting better with each week. Uh, the attempts are getting up. I watched this entire game, and the amount of deep shots that the Eagles are taking is it's amazing. Uh, it's very fantasy friendly offense, very off friend, offense friendly in front in general. Um, it seems like they took at least ten shots down the field in that game. Yeah, I, I just the all I just kept seeing highlights from this game, and it was just deep shots to yeah, straight deep you know, shots. AJ like, Brown, you, you gotta like love Devontae it. Smith, like you know, contested catches from Devontae Smith. Uh, uh, you know, so yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, another guy who's been the wild, you know, widely regarded as leading candidate for MVP and probably is carrying your fantasy team based on where you drafted him. That would be Josh Allen. Uh, 42 completions, 63 attempts, 400 passing yards, two Ooh. passing touchdowns, eight rush attempts for 47 rushing yards, 26.7 fantasy points there. Uh Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Josh Allen? Yeah, this is what we expect from him. Um, I mean, he could do it in any way. Uh, 63 pass attempts. You'd love to see that for sure. Obviously, that's not going to be a thing every game. But, like, they only scored 19 points and he threw 63 times. Uh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, he he's going to keep dominating. He is this offense. Uh, first time, actually, a running back scored a touchdown for – uh, the bill, so which was crazy. So yeah, he's gonna keep uh, doing. What he's got to do. Does that count though? Because it was a receiving touchdown, right? If I'm not mistaken. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, touchdown from the running back position. <laughs> I mean, but it's not a rushing touchdown. So I guess they no running back has still scored a rushing touchdown for the Buffalo Bills in a long time. In in a while. So anyway. So anyway. Uh, Josh Allen was great. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, he definitely wants that game back for sure. Um, they had an yeah. opportunity to win it at the you know, at the end or tie it, uh, especially with the two point conversion. Um, you know, and then they had a chance to potentially win it, but Isaiah McKenzie couldn't get out of bounds. Either way, Josh Allen is you know that's probably going to be one of the Bills' few losses of the season. Uh, I definitely, you know. As a Jets fan, it's I, I obviously don't want to see either one of these teams do well, but from a fantasy perspective, there's a lot of you know things that you want to see happen for these teams, you know, with Josh Allen and Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, and especially what the Dolphins are doing. But as a Jets fan, like it's I like seeing the Dolphins beat up on the Bills because then it means like the Bills aren't invincible. Maybe they're invincible to the Jets, but it just means like, you know, it's like when I was watching the Patriots, it was like, I, I, I like to see the Patriots lose to other teams within the division. Like I didn't care who it was. And like, that's kind of how I feel about Buffalo these days, but that's enough about my rooting interest within the AFC East. We got to talk about some, some quarterback swags, um, you know, as we round out this top 12 here and the quarterback four on the week, Trevor Lawrence quarterback, Five, that would be my start of the week. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, quarterback six, Derek Carr, quarterback seven, Geno Smith, eight, Ryan Tannehill, nine, Kirk Cousins, ten, Jake, uh, Jacoby Brissett, eleven, Patrick Holmes, twelve, Aaron Rodgers, 
Greg, any of these performances within this top 12 stick out? Definitely uh, Geno Smith. I mean, uh, compared to that, that first game he played well, but I think this was a fully a full game from him that he played from from first quarter to the fourth quarter, a pretty solid game. His completion percentage has been uh, very good this year so far. Um, so yeah, for him to be relevant uh, in this week was was pretty good and give you a QB one week. And he's got Detroit next week, so got some uh, streaming conversation going. Yeah, it's like a down year for quarterback, it seems, this year. Uh, so, I mean, some of these – I mean, yeah, Geno Smith definitely, you know, the attempts were up there, 44 yards. I mean, the, the, the Seahawks were also – from what I remember, I think they were playing fast in this game as well. They, like, they, yeah, they went for like 70 plays. Like, what? That's yeah, it was like a Russell lot Wilson is just stuff. like what? Yeah, Russell Wilson like, is that's just crazy. Tight. Like, wait, like what we're gonna, 70 just plays. Big, like, just big mad wild. over there in Denver. Word. <laughs> um, you know, Mac Jones on the borderline of a of a QB one finish. Uh, that was something I, you know, I was somehow interested in, in New England's pass offense in this game. Maybe speaks more to how bad uh, Baltimore has been on that mm-hmm. side, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Mariota was a fumble away from finishing inside the top twelve, uh, so he was my my stream of the week there. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence, man, I think really, you know, a lot of people were willing to write him off after one year being coached by Urban Meyer, um, and you know, people were saying he was no longer this generational talent, and how everybody was wrong, but. I don't know. Through three weeks, he looks like the guy Jacksonville thought they were getting when they spent the number one pick on him. Yeah, if this was his three weeks of his – if we didn't look at his rookie year and he started the, his career off like this, yeah, we'd be going crazy. So, yeah. I mean, just start. even without that, right? Like, you know, I think we're so used to seeing quarterbacks come in. We've been so spoiled. Like, we see quarterbacks come in in year one and and play well right away that – we like to write a guy off after a bad year, right? And people were saying, oh, I would take Mac Jones ahead of Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, well, would you do that today? I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. So just something to think about when, when these young players get in opportunities and we think that they suck. Like David Montgomery, people thought he sucked after a year. <laughs> True. Hopefully it's not the case for Zach Wilson, you know, next week. Yeah, hopefully not. We'll find out. Because that guy need, can't get worse than Joe Flacco was last week. So, um, speaking of guys that sucked, uh, quarterback Jacks. Uh, sorry, Greg, but your quarterback start of the week, Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's one of the guys that highlights this list. Uh, had a, a cake matchup against Arizona, um, but super cake. Yeah, did not did not come through here. Neither did his counterpart. Kyler Murray, who we talked about before this game, like, right, like, I guess you have to play him. Do you feel that way, though, about Kyler Murray going into going into into fancy matchups every week now, Greg? Like, is he a must start in your opinion? Uh, Because he's still dual threat. I mean, he's still like, I think, a top 15 play. I mean, I, I think if you unless you have a really like favorable matchup, I think you can start making an argument to start him over Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, but that, this offense needs to get better. It's it's really bad right now. It's like imagine if yeah. you just had Trevor Lawrence on your bench, right? And you you were like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not going to start Trevor Lawrence over Kyler Murray. Like, but if you did, 
or two weeks. I mean, these last two weeks, you you feel pretty good about it. Maybe not last week because last week he needed like the longest two point conversion play ever. Yeah, last like, week he fell into he got that QB one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's rough with Kyler Murray. It really is. Um, you know, maybe maybe D Hop helps you know fix it uh, because this offense looks broken. It really looks. Yeah, broken. It, it it is. They just yeah, backyard football. They continue with it. Just it's like, hey, uh, Kyler, make a play on three. Ready? Break. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just run goal routes, receivers. Yeah, just run go routes. Uh, go routes and bubble screens. That's all we do. Yeah, it's upsetting. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I you, you kind of just have to make do there with with Kyler Murray. Uh, hopefully, again, it gets better when DeAndre Hopkins gets back in, in uh, after Week Six. So that'll be Week Seven Thursday Night Football against the New Orleans Saints. So, um, all right. Uh, some other guys, you know, Justin Herbert. That was tough um, because. You like were probably planning to not play him, and then the news came out, and then you played, him, and then the the results were not great. Yeah, they fell behind early. I mean, uh, I thought that was gonna be good news, and then they just start, you know, throwing it, airing it out crazy. But they just can never really get a a solid drive going. I mean, with the uh, Eckler and and the receivers and stuff like that. So it's definitely interesting. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not a pressed about it as long as uh he's on the field uh playing he should have a chance to give you give you one week yeah i mean he was the the fit the the big thing about this is that he didn't come out of the game with any setbacks right like he's fine he was okay and he'll only get continue to get better and, and more comfortable uh as the season goes on right so um Russell Wilson again. I mean, we like we said not to start him, but like this is this wasn't even a game where you could get any sort of confidence out of it. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, um, Tua. Yeah, all those guys. I think they uh definitely have solid weeks. Jared Goff could have had a better week as well, too. Yeah, no, he you know, definitely a guy that we were expecting a better week from. Um, you know, I think that. With Tua, it's tough, right? Because with Tua, you you knew not to play him, right? Like we said it all week, don't play Tua. Um, willing to play his pieces, but don't play Tua. Um, but then you probably got that report Sunday morning that hey, the Bills starting safeties are out. So now you're probably thinking like, oh, snap, yeah. You know? Like I even I I went and I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a couple DFS lineups with Tua. You know, like probably be low low ownership. So. Um, Granted, he probably was playing with a concussion the entire game, so I'm not gonna go hard. On the, that man. the Dolphins are calling a back injury that he, he injured during yeah. QB sneak. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> a back injury made you wobble, like you. Yeah. Like you had a few, one too few many drinks. Yeah. No. But okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there's an, apparently there's a there's the team doctor there, and then there's an independent doctor there as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about some running back swags and the running back one on the week. Greg, you you saw this one coming. I'm sure you had him. Oh yeah. And all your in all your wherever you had him rostered, he was in your starting lineup, and you you started him in DFS like 100 percent, right? Like Khalil Herbert. Because everybody saw this coming against Houston, twenty carries, one hundred and fifty-seven rushing yards, 
two rushing touchdowns. Uh, also added two target or two catches on two targets for 12 receiving yards, 30.9 PPR points. I was one of those people that that I was not as smart as you, Greg. I did not start Khalil Herbert in my fantasy league. He was just sitting on my bench. And so I had to sweat out like a close, close win in one of my leagues, but watching Khalil Herbert's 30 points on my bench, along with the next I mean, guy we'll talk about over later. If Dave Montgomery did what well, if he was a starting running back, I mean, I would definitely expect this. He started the game out because Khalil Herbert is a RB1 when he's in the game. Uh, like, I, he's the, probably the most popular uh, stash, like RB2, like the Alexander Madison um, type play. But I think he's even better, has more upside than Alexander Madison. Um, so, yeah, I'm in the league where I have David Montgomery, have Khalil Herbert. Dave Montgomery, I think, was in a, a great spot here, too, if he didn't get injured. Um, so, yeah, it's. This is a guy that uh, should be rostered in 99% of leagues. Definitely not, of course. But, um, yeah, he's he's ready to tee off at any point. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said about Khalil Herbert being, um, you know, being in a better situation. The only difference is with an Alexander – look, I agree with a lot of what you said about Khalil Herbert being in a better situation than Alexander Madison. The only thing about Alexander Madison's situation is that his offense is probably better, but – uh, Khalil Herbert, I, I agree, has I think to me yeah. has a lot more upside. I just remember last year he was one of those guys that in preseason he would be running kickoffs, and I'm like, yo, there's some like this kid, like he can move in the open field, like space, vision, he can run, like he's powerful. And then I remember just stashing him on teams, and uh, when David Montgomery went down, he had that stretch where it was like hundred yard game after hundred yard game, not scoring any touchdowns, but he, you know, he's just balling. Um, and what's that thing you used to say about you used to say about Alexander Madison, Greg? Like, if Dalvin Cook is rostered in a hundred percent, oh yeah, of yeah, yeah, then Alexander <laughs> Madison should be <laughs> rostered in hundred percent of leagues. It's safe for <laughs> safe for David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So I'm sure he's the top waiver wire. Guy oh yeah, yeah. You're spending like, like yeah, you're, you're you're breaking bank for him. We don't have waiver. official. Official word on the on the injury here for um, for David Montgomery, um, but he did leave Sunday's game with a knee and an ankle. And apparently, coach head coach Matt Eberflus said that he is day to day. Which, as I always say on this show, coaches are liars. They're inherently liars. Day to day means week to week. Week to week means month to month. And anything after that is just really, really bad. So, uh, Dave Montgomery's day to day. So take that Yo, on a team that's throwing like what fifteen times a game. Yeah, I want, I want Kalor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially if he's gonna rip off fifty-two yard runs like he did in this game. Uh, average over average seven point eight yards per carry. Um, yeah, Kalor Herbert's a good player. So definitely got to be prioritized in waivers. Uh, the RB2, who's probably not on your waivers, but there's, you know, somebody in a league probably did it. Uh, Derrick Henry, 20 carries, 85 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, five catches on six targets for 58 mm-hmm. receiving yards, good for 25.3 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by King Henry? Yeah, definitely love this uh, to see for the boost of confidence into – Derrick Henry managers and stuff. I mean, the Titans, have, yeah, they were in the game. They were winning most of the game. 
Uh, so it's just a, a good formula if, if the Titans are going to be a good team that helps Derrick Henry, like for sure. Um, the five catches is great. Uh, I, I think obviously five is probably like a, a stretch, but I think he can get uh, two or three. Seems like he can um, – that that could be realistic for sure as far as his reception numbers. Um, and, yeah, it just, it just comes down to this uh, team success of, of the Tennessee Titans for sure. So they got to keep playing at a decent level. Yeah, uh Derrick Henry had was actually more involved as a pass catcher when the year started last year. And that's definitely something through two games, the first two games that they did not repeat, uh, which I was just surprising to me because when you lose AJ Brown, you lose Julio Jones, there's these receptions available that should go to players like Derrick Henry. Um and so through two weeks he had zero receiving yards. It's funny because on prize picks, hashtag not a sponsor, but on prize picks, his prop yesterday was like five and a half receiving yards. And I was like, oh, uh, I should take the under because he's not getting targeted. And so, (laughs) you know, but I didn't take it anyway, because I was like, oh, what's today's the day he catches like two passes. And then here's the day he catches 558. So anyway, Uh, no, Derrick Henry last week was the opportunity to buy. Uh, Greg, I know you were hesitant because potentially the Titans being a bad football team and uh, Derrick Henry being a little bit older and, you know, coming back from the injury. Does this, did this game change your mind in any way? I think he's in that RB1 territory. I think the top three, top five, I mean, granted all these running backs are looking real rough right now. So maybe he does still finish uh, in that, that top five realm. Um, I mean, they they did play the now 0-3, the only 0-3 team in the league, the Las Vegas Raiders. So uh, that does help. Are they but, the only um, 0-3 team in the league? Yeah, the only 0-3 team in the league. Yo. Crazy. Yeah, yo. I, yeah. I saw a stat today that they were the only winless team in the AFC with Houston, but I didn't realize. I mean, I guess uh, Atlanta has, must have a win. Yeah, Atlanta beat Seattle, so yeah. they got them. Okay, yeah, yeah, so then. That, yeah, that must be true then. Well, yeah, because yeah, some teams have ties, so yeah. But yeah, the only teams that have ties are ten or Indy and Houston. So, yeah. yeah. All right, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, uh, with Derrick Henry, it's like, like somewhat. Borderline RB1. Yeah, I think he's definitely borderline RB1. Like, let's not, you know, misconstrue much, right? Like, this, like, we expected him to have a good game because the matchup was good. And so we, I think we said, like, if we don't, if he doesn't have a good game, then I would be concerned because the matchup is really good here. Uh, the targets is definitely something that's intriguing to me. The Derrick Henry manager is probably not going to be willing to sell you, sell him to you after this game because this is the game that kind of validated their belief in him. Um, when they drafted him as highly as they did. So, um, you know, maybe you have an opportunity, but you, that ship, the maximum value was probably last week. Um, someone whose value has probably skyrocketed, this next guy on the list, Jamal Williams, the RB3 on the week, 20 rush attempts, 87 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, also added two catchers on two targets for 20 receiving yards. 
total of 24.7 PPR points. Uh, Greg, your your thoughts on the performance here of Jamal Williams, who very well may be the starting running back for the Detroit Lions over weeks five and week six, as DeAndre Swift is expected to be out until after the weeks the, the Lions buy in week six, which would put him in line for a week seven matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. So seems like Jamal Williams will be the, the starter f- for that time. Greg, what were your thoughts on this performance this this week? And and I guess, you know, a little mini spotlight going forward. Yeah, definitely not surprised by Jamal Williams' uh, output. I mean, in the first couple games he was getting, he, like, dominates all of the goal line touches. So, like, he's going to be getting touchdowns uh, similar to, like, uh, James Conner kind of last year. Um, he, he's going to be, he's going to be dominating, uh, between the, the lines and he's just a good football player too. So, um, he, he's going to be out there getting a lot of touches on a, a better team, a better offense. Um, so yeah, he's got RB one upside every week. I, I think I would probably see him as a, a, a high, high in RB two, um, for the next couple of weeks while DeAndre Swift is out. And even when we see stars stand on volume, even when Swift is back, uh, as a, in that RB two to low in RB two territory. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, you know, an RB, in, in you know, an RB two to say the least. Uh, you know, he's going to have some RB one weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, the matchups coming up. Uh, got a matchup week four against Seattle, and then week five against New England. So, those are two matchups that I, I think he'll, you know, definitely perform well in. Um, and so, if he's available in your league, like which he shouldn't be, but if he's available in your league, yeah, probably not. He, he is the number one waiver priority. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Opinion, because yeah. he also has standalone value even when Swift is healthy. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he should be the number one waiver wire ad if he's if he's available, assuming he's not. Um, I've been working really hard to try to get Jamal Williams in our League of Extraordinary People because I do have DeAndre Swift and um, – that manager is very stubborn, and they typically are impossible <laughs> for me to do deals with, and which is why I didn't even attempt when before the injury. But like, yeah, basically, I'm SOL. If you don't know it, then you should Google it. But um, anything else you want to add here about Jamal Williams being an RB three on the week, Greg? No, nah, no. Nah. Rounding out the running back swag is the rest of them here. Devin Singletary coming in at four. Cordero Patterson, five. James Robinson coming in at six. Round of applause. Straight dominating. So just shout out to to James Robinson there uh, coming in as RB6. Ramondre Stevenson coming in at seven. Damian Pierce, finally, that that draft capital hit for you uh, coming in at eight. Nick Chubb coming in at nine. Melvin Gordon, 10, Chase Edmonds, 12, and Brees Hall coming in. Or, sorry, Chase Edmonds, 11, and then Brees Hall coming in as like RB12 there. Greg, any thoughts on the running back performances? Uh, yeah, you, you definitely like to see a, a couple of these names. Well, of course, James Robinson and Ramondre Stevenson, uh, both the uh, New England Patriots running backs, probably had both their best games of the season so far. Uh, Brees Hall, you know, getting into that RB1 territory. I mean, he's definitely just con- 
uh, slowly but certainly stepping up as far as usage and his production. And uh, yeah, Damian Pierce, uh, the last two games, he's been dominating the touches and everything. So definitely um, it was, uh, you know, he's getting all that uh, kind of that RB2, RB1 usage. Uh, so you, you love to see that. Um, yeah, these these names are pretty good. James Robinson is is a is a beast, man. He just from all the injuries he's been through, like no name dra- undrafted and everything. Like he he's a success story. Yeah, I mean they counted him out. I mean they counted him out before drafting. Like, he tore his ACL. I, I, yeah, and then he tore his. Yeah, weird. oh yeah, facts. <laughs> Did he tear his ACL? Or he tore something at the end of the breakout year, and then. He got injured again last year. I think he had two major injuries. I feel like you might be right. Also, yeah, uh, we'll 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 get that fact checked. But anyway, like, yeah, he's been balling. Um, Honorable mentions, Clyde. You got to sell like right now, bro. This is the yeah go like right now, right now, bro. Right now, (laughs) last week would have been better, but maybe someone does not click into his name and look at the stat line. They just see his output. And right? hopefully they just press and they yes. see that he's like like do it in like NFL fantasy where it tells you like yeah. where he's ranked. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has the it'll rank be, next to it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, oh, he's the RB like eight, and they'll be like, Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, go trade Clyde for like Damian Pierce or something like I don't know. Damian Pierce plus like a flex or you know, like a bench <laughs> wide receiver. Like I don't know. There's got you got to do something because Clyde, gotta, yeah, you gotta. Like, maybe I'm not gonna probably gonna get Damian Pierce because you might James get him Robinson. straight up. I'll get James Robinson plus. No way, the guy James Robinson manager is gonna give you James Robinson for Clyde. You don't think so? No, no way, no, no way, no way. Like, no if way. they're just box score shopping, right? You don't think so? James Robinson's been finishing higher than him, I feel like every week. All right. Would you use James Robinson or Clyde Edwards Alaire to go get like Brees Hall? Hall? Yes. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brees Hall plus. I think you got to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. my man had zero. Greg, you and I did not play an NFL game this week. We had the same amount of rushing yards as Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Like it's just usage in general has just been it's been bad. It just yeah, he's I mean, only giving he, seven carries a game. Like it's crazy. Five targets for five receptions, thirty nine receiving yards. Added a rushing touchdown. They got Tampa next week. Like it's not getting any better. <laughs> yeah, it's time to sell. Yeah, they I got mean, time to two weeks, was probably like last week or three weeks, or yeah. two weeks ago, but. Right now, you got to do it. You have to. Oh. Um, yeah. Josh Jacobs, who wasn't expected to play, uh, didn't travel with the team, but then ended up traveling to meet the team. He steps in as the RB14 on the week. So his usage has been phenomenal, but the, the, the production hasn't quite been there. He's probably a guy that I would buy. Yeah, I would yep. probably... There's a lot of guys I would buy. (laughs) Send Clyde, go get Josh Jacobs plus. Like, that'd probably be something you could do. Um, Yeah, Dalvin Cook, uh, shoulder 
injured his shoulder. Seems like he's going to be okay, but uh, could have had a bigger day. 17 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown against yeah, the Lions. Yeah, he was, was going to go off. He was about to go off. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some Jags, man. Uh, damn. Your running back start of the week, Joe Mixon. He ends up on here. Uh, DeAndre Swift, we talked about his injury a little bit. Uh, Javante Williams was another Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, yeah, that was another one for sure. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders. Matt says, what's good, guys? What's good, Matt? What's going on? Man, Alvin Kamara has been a season-long jag, yo. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is rough, man. Rough. Well, all right. Would you go – would you take your Clyde Edwards Alaire and go get a go get an Alvin Kamara? I still would, but yeah, yeah, nah, I still would. But um, like, what would you have to get in return to make that happen? Like Clyde uh, Edwards Alaire, and then or Alvin Kamara, and then like a wide receiver two or like a wide receiver three. Oh, that the like, guy would. would... Uh, so, yeah, probably wide receiver. Three be the most you get because he's still a name. Alvin Kamara still like you're still buying the name at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's uh, and it's tough it's because he's a guy that you you know the talent level, but they're not ha- they're not haven't been giving him the work that you no, would, no. You would like targets to. aren't there either. Targets yeah. aren't there, so it's tough. So what do you really do there? And I think in a situation like that, because I. I don't have Alvin Kamara in a lot of leagues. I have him in some leagues, though, and then the leagues that I, you know, I do have him. I find myself just starting him every week, except for obviously the, you know, last week when he was injured. Um, but you just tell yourselves like what, like you, the same thing with Dalvin Cook and the Christian McCaffrey's and the Derrick Henry's. It's like, oh well, he'll get better, right? But at one point, like the volume isn't what it was when he was, you know, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it, it it makes it tough, but um, like if Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Alvin Kamara are – like Clyde's not seeing – like Alvin Kamara's not getting the touchdown opportunity that Clyde's getting. So if Clyde's getting – if Alvin Kamara was getting those touchdowns, we wouldn't be sitting here saying sell Alvin Kamara. We'd be like keep Alvin Kamara, right? Because Alvin Kamara's at least got some vo- some volume. He's just not getting enough volume and he's not getting targets. So I think that's what that's the difference there where I would like where I would want to buy into Alvin Kamara and get off of a Clyde Edwards alert. Yeah, I mean I still yeah, Clyde is more likely to fall off the face of the fantasy world very like quicker than Kamara. Yeah, for sure. Um all right, that's any other running back drags for you, Greg? No. No, I think we're good. All right, let's talk about some wide receiver swags. And it starts with this guy right here, the wide receiver one on a week, Devontae Smith, a.k.a. Skinny Batman. Eight receptions, 12 targets, 169 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Added, uh, you know, well, was 21.1 yards per reception in this one, Greg. 14 yards per target, 30.9 PPR points. Your thoughts on the performance here by Skinny Batman. Not to be confused with Swole Batman or Fast Batman, but Skinny Batman. No Robinson. Yeah, man. Devontae Smith, man. Killing out here, yo. He's uh, 
great bounce back from uh, week one. I mean, we we knew not to to really panic on him. Uh, just the amount of time this this offense is just uh, more towards throwing the ball uh, and then really using three guys, and that's that's Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, and Dallas Goddard, and uh, with Jalen Hurts being you know getting better and better as a passer every week. It looks like uh, Devonta Smith is in for a great uh, bounce back season and. Just the amount, again, the amount of deep, shot, deep shots that these guy opportunities these guys are going to get is going to be great to see. Yeah, we weren't panicking on him after week one. I mean, this is a wide receiver position. There's going to be a lot of volatility week to week. Um, so those those kinds of weeks are going to happen. But also these kinds of weeks happen, and that's why you don't give up on the guy. So um, Devontae Smith, yeah, he, he's going to continue to dog, um, you know, He's got a great opportunity. He's attached to what's looking like a an MVP candidate at quarterback. So, I'll, yeah, Devontae Smith has to be in their lineup week to week. Um, the wide receiver two on the week, I mean, we, we did talk about him. We spoke about him. And we said don't forget about him, especially if Hunter Renfro can't go. Because he was in some of my DFS lineups. So I got to make sure we, we did talk about it. But – Mac Hollins, the wide receiver, two on the week, eight receptions, 10 targets, 158 receiving yards, and a touchdown there. 29.96 PPR points on the week. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here at Mac Hollins? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, surprising that this is boom, of course, uh, is here. But yeah, definitely a, a name now, second straight week with at least eight targets, uh, second straight week with at least five catches. So, um, He's definitely being involved in, in this offense. Uh, uh, probably a reason why yeah, Devontae Smith or Darren Waller hasn't really gone super off yet is because of Matt Collins and his presence. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how it's going to keep going uh, season long because, you know, with Hunter Renfro possibly coming back uh, is, you know, how the how the target share is going to be. Or is it going to be that these guys are just going to keep, uh, you know, kind of vulture each other out, uh, Darren Waller, Devontae, and, and Matt Collins? Yeah, I mean, part of it feels like game script dependent as well. You know, they they, they got down in this game. Um, you know, last week they weren't really down. They were up for most of it. But this game they were down. This game they didn't have Hunter Renfro. Mac Hollins is kind of like one of those size, those size speed freaks. Um, so, you know, the the, you know, 20 yards per catch doesn't shock me is just he doesn't he's not a guy that's typically seen this much volume um you know in, in the past but he is clearly somebody that David that David Derek Carr trust and Derek mm-hmm. Carr you know definitely is gonna target him especially with Devontae Adams being I don't know one of the best receivers in football he's gonna get attention week to week from the defense he's gonna be a huge part of their game plan and so you know, Mac Hollins is going to get involved, especially if, you know, people are, are paying attention to if all the attention is being paid to Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's got some some uh, wide receiver three value. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and the wide receiver three on the week, man. This one, Finally. <laughs> this one just cracks me up, man. Marquise Hollywood yes. Brown. 17 targets, 14 receptions, 140 receiving yards, and 28 PPR points. 
Greg, we all tilt, right? Like we all tilt and we all make emotional decisions sometimes. We shouldn't, right? Avoid, resist the tilt. Resist the tilt. But I didn't resist the tilt, Greg. I I have Hollywood Brown in my fantasy league and, and you know, my fantasy league with all my college friends and it's my longest standing league and it means so much and all, all these other things, right? I have Hollywood in that league, and I've been frustrated for two weeks. And you can probably feel my frustration because you, you end up beating me this week, so now you're two and one in the FanDuel yes, contest. Yeah, Hollywood Brown scored more FanDuel points than any player in either one of our lineups. Twenty-one FanDuel points scored more FanDuel points than any player in any of our lineups. And you went to go pick them, and I stubbornly said, you know, tongue in cheek, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money for nine. It is. Guys. It is. <laughs> he heard you. He and heard you. Uh, Hollywood here comes out and puts up 28 PPR points, 21 half PPR points. But that's not even where the kicker comes in, Greg. The kicker comes in. I told you that I went to the Jets game, right? So standing in line, it's like 1250. I'm like, Hollywood hasn't done anything. I feel the Elijah oh, Moore man. game coming, you know? Oh, man. You got some liquid coverage, too, probably. <laughs> so here I go swapping in Elijah Moore for Hollywood Brown. He was Marquise at the time. Dang, and, uh, stuff. Yeah. I, I still won. Thank God. Yeah. I still won. But <laughs> to watch that, the agony... And the this every catch that Hollywood Brown, it's like you have a root against a player on your own fantasy team. It's like <laughs> every catch yeah. Hollywood had. I was just like, no, wait, no, pass interference. That's holding penalty on the Cardinals. <laughs> you know, it was just terrible. So uh if Hollywood, if all I had to do was talk trash about you on this show to get you to win, like to get you to, to do this, like I would have done that a long time ago. I just didn't want to have to resort to that. Yeah, well, Greg, your thoughts nah, on this here and my and my and my tilt. <laughs> That's crazy though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh had to expect something like this coming. He's he's the number one receiver, clearly. Uh, you know, they don't really the offense is just pitiful. They just throw a bunch of go routes, but I think Marquise Brown, he, he's gonna be number one receiver. That target share is amazing. You love to see that. Uh he that's what he was getting in the, the close close to that in the first couple weeks. So I'm glad he, he finally came through. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm still rating him as a, a strong uh, wide receiver too. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely you know this performance was great, but this doesn't change the fact that he's probably he that he is what he is, which is he's a wide receiver two with who's going to have wide receiver three weeks, and he's going to have some wide receiver one weeks, and you know, especially the state of the wide receiver position, like DK Metcalf, he had a decent week, right? Like. I mean, we'll talk about the, the rest of the honorable mentions. I mean, yeah, well, he had a decent week, 17.4 PBR points, and he finished as the wide receiver 17. So, like, that just tells you what kind of weeks wide receivers are having uh, and what it really takes to differentiate yourself. But rounding out the rest of the wide receiver swags here, uh, Russell Gage coming in at the wide receiver four spot, Zay Jones coming in at five, Chris Alave six, Amari Cooper, seven, Romeo Dobbs, eight, Isaiah McKenzie, nine, Devontae Parker, 10, Tyler Boyd, 11, and A.J. Brown, 
coming in as the wide receiver 12. Greg, your thoughts on the performances here of these top 12 wide receivers? Yeah, man, these are uh, definitely some some good names in here, some new name, some rookie names in here. So you, you love to see that around week three, week four, you start seeing these uh, rookie receivers uh, breaking out uh, on a more consistent basis. Um, but yeah, you're right about these receivers uh, putting up these numbers. I mean, should have took uh, J. Jeff and then Dix or A.J. Brown for round one, round two, you know? like You mean zero RB is? <laughs> zero like... RB. Oh, man, <laughs> yo. I mean, this might be the year of it, you know? It always feels like it. Always, something always flows uh, every year to year, but. No, this uh, is, next year is going to be the year everybody goes zero RB because it's going right, to be right. over then, this year. Yep, yep. And then RBs are back next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will be on it, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at my my league extraordinary people team, I did kind of fade running backs, but that wasn't because I was like I'm. I never go into a draft saying, "Oh, I'm going to fade running backs. Or I'm going to fade wide receivers." Like I never go in. Like I just try to take the value where I see it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I do agree with what you said. Some it's good to see some of these rookie performances, like Romeo Dobbs, who you know mm-hmm. we knew would probably become necessary for for Aaron Rodgers in this game. Uh, Chris Olave was somebody that I know I definitely spoke about, um, you know, being a lead, one of the league leaders in air yards, um, you know, 147 receiving yards on 13 targets. That's back-to-back weeks now with 13 targets for him. Um, you know, and then some honorable mentions, man. Uh, Christian Kirk, again, you know, I said it. I was passionate about it, but I feel like he's got to be a wide receiver one every week. Uh, Zay Jones, that's another guy, like, you know, I, I said it last week. I would play him again because, he you know, he, they didn't need him in that game. They needed him in this game. He saw 11 targets. Um, so, you know, the, the Jags offense is legit. It's for real. And I want pieces from it. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, any other honorable mentions, Greg? I mean, Adam Thielen got in the end zone. Um, Back, um, yeah, Colin Sutton, I think had a really good game too. Yeah. Uh, if For him to put up. His numbers in an 11 10 game, like that's that's really good, <laughs> yeah. No, he had a great week, but it was just the 11 10 game part for me, yeah, bro. It like, it's nah, it's, bro. it was bad, yo. Quill and Son, he deserves his flowers, so we got it, we got to give him that. He he performed well in a game with a t- combined 21 total points. <sighs> hey, would you have taken more points in the Jacoby Brissett Mitch Trubisky game or the Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, yo. <laughs> Crazy. I, I don't know. Russell Wilson about to tee off next week, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think we might even get – we might even get – well, we should get more points in the Daniel Jones-Cooper Rush game. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, I think we'll get more points. Maybe from, from defense, defensive points, though. Mm. They still, still and, count. Yeah, two of those points were safety, yeah. So, technically, it was 19. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and not even because the defense made a great play, because Jimmy no, Garoppolo, the quarterback, he, <laughs> Dan Orlovsky type. He, yeah, he, he channeled his inner Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> I feel like Dan Orlovsky should have um, handled it better because he was like, hey, I'm free. But Mark Sanchez, you know, shout out to New York Jets. But after the butt punt that happened in the Miami game, uh, Mark Sanchez tweeted at Thomas Morstead, the punter, and said, hey, stay out of my lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing yo <laughs> amazing yo oh man two two plays though two iconic plays two, yeah one week crazy that we we are reminded of 
Um, okay, let's talk about these Jags, man. And um, anyone else? Anyone you want to start with, Greg? Um, Jerry Judy could have had a better game. Justin Jefferson. I'm not gonna hold anything against Jerry Judy. Yeah, he was hurt. He was coming off an injury. I'm yeah. definitely Justin Jefferson, though. Justin Jefferson That's for back. sure. Two straight weeks where like you want it. Like you're drafting him to put up at least 15 plus, right? Every like, week, so. why? Why when I could have drafted, I could have just you know I don't know drafted not a running back, but like Stephon Diggs. Diggs, yeah, quiet Diggs or something, yeah. Right. Uh, Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. another slow game. Are you buying any of those guys? Uh, yeah. So I'm still with J. Jeff, uh, Devonte. Um, think those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will throw one out there. Jamar Chase. I mean, he was he was he had a Discord touchdown, but only had twenty six receiving yards. Yeah, he didn't. The eye test though, he didn't look very good yesterday. Oh, you know what? The eye test. Uh, Sauce Gardner was getting in that. Mm, okay. Strapped. Okay. Strapped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was uh nah to see that live. Um, there was you know one pass breakup you know, a long pass play and, uh, you know, sauce made a, a great play. And then, um, I think there was even, I didn't see it. I didn't see it cause I was at the game, but like the, there was video of it after, you know, on the broadcast, they saw Jamar chase was getting really annoyed with sauce Gardner. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see that one. Um, Elijah Moore, who I talked about didn't, didn't play great. I mean, what are we doing with him at this point? I, I'm not allowed to yeah. use him because he's uh, it is yeah. tough because uh, uh, I think Garrett Wilson's kind of taking over this role. But we, I mean, honestly, we don't know next week is Zach Wilson. It's a whole new quarterback. It's a whole new, like, could be a whole new array of who gets target, like, target share and everything like that. So uh, I'd probably be willing to hold on one more week. I mean, I don't think he's a drop candidate yet, but I think he's, uh, I think we got to see how this target share is going to play out next week. Yeah, I he had still had ten targets yesterday. Um, Garrett Wilson had ten targets, but he probably should have had more. Uh, did leave the game for a little bit with with a rib injury. Um, but like you said, Zach Wilson comes back next week. Uh, I sit here and I say this, but the Steelers are not good against wide receivers, right? So <laughs> there is a possibility here where like I might be on this show in. Four days from now, <laughs> saying, "Hey, maybe we could play Elijah Moore." So, uh, if that version of me comes on here, take it with a grain of salt. But as we sit here right now, um, Elijah Moore is—I agree with you—he's not somebody I'm dropping. The only person I would, the only way I would drop Elijah Moore is like to pick up like Garrett Wilson. Um, right. I mean. I say that tongue in cheek, right? But like, if Elijah Moore is on your bench and you have like this loaded roster and you have, to, it's like Jamal Williams or Elijah Moore, or it's like Khalil Herbert or Elijah Moore, like one of these guys. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop him, especially because yeah, with the way Elijah Moore has been been producing or not producing, it's gonna take a breakout game from him for managers in your league to say, oh, I'm gonna pick him up because yeah. he's. Anything else you want to add to that, Greg? Uh, no. Shout out to my man Greg Dorch, though, because this man he's he's he keeps uh 
putting up some numbers. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen when Rondo Moore comes back. but That's exactly what I was going to say is shout out to Greg Dorch, but pick up Rondo Moore. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like go add Rondo Moore. Rondo Moore is yeah, probably I mean, available in your league. It's probably yeah. on waivers. If somebody doesn't have an IR spot, like add Rondo Moore. Like he should be on your team because all those Greg Dorch targets, those are all going to be Rondo Moore in a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm hoping so. I uh, hope so. I mean, we'll see either that or they just start vulturing each other. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's either that or Greg Dorch just while he pipped Greg, uh, Rondo Moore. But I don't know. Rondo Moore's got too much juice. We'll see. Um, Draft capital, too. Yeah. Greg Dorch, former New York Jet, by the way. Just have to throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kill, also another one. Rashad Bateman. Um, I think that finally the the game that we like I I was kind of alluding to last week finally came here where he didn't score a, a long touchdown. Um, Allen Robinson, what are we doing with that guy? I mean, I was I'm never uh, too high on Allen Robinson. I mean, he's he's a, a wide receiver three. I mean, that's going to possibly get you some two wide receiver. Matthew Stafford didn't play well, so like. Uh, that does tie into that, um, but I think with more favorable games, he'll he'll have some uh, some solid weeks. I just you know I don't I think you can find some players to start over him though if the the matchup is right and another guy that guy's got momentum or something. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I mean, Al Robinson is a guy. I mean, he didn't play well, but Matthew Stafford didn't play well. Um, even Cooper Cup didn't have a great game, a great game like yeah. you know you were alluding to, and so uh, yeah, it's he's probably a, on my bench, um, but I'm not gonna stop him against somebody like Elijah Moore. Like I'm not gonna stop him from from I'm not gonna allow him to stop me from adding a guy like a Khalil Herbert or Jamal Williams. Or yeah, these no. guys. Yeah. Um, and Traylon Burks didn't have the game that I thought he would have, so he did run um, a lot of routes. Definitely, uh, yeah, did run a lot of routes. Was heavily involved. Um, I mean, they probably they would they didn't need to throw the football a lot in this game, so probably adds to some of that. Uh, but he's definitely somebody I'm still interested in. Oh yeah, I think. All right, let's move on um, to the tight end yeah. position. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, I think I think so. Yeah. All right, let's move on to tight end position. These tight end swags, man. And number one on a week, no surprise, Mark Andrews. Eight receptions, 13 targets, 89 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 28.9 PPR points on the week. Greg, do we have you there? Or do you have any thoughts on our performance here for Mark Andrews? Yeah, I'd love to see either Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey finishing at one. I mean, he's like, you know, the tight end land is, is right in the world. Uh, he's continuing to dominate. As Lamar Jackson continues to get better as a passer and throw these monster numbers, Mark Andrews is going to be uh, directly tied to that. So, uh, yeah, keep throwing them out there uh, as tight end one, tight end two every week. Like Absolutely. Tight end one, tight end two. Yeah. Agree with that for sure. Um, tight end two on the week. David Njoku, who we 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 talked we spoke about on Thursday, but gonna give him his flowers still. Nine catches, ten targets, 89 receiving yards, and a touchdown. 
anything to add here on David and Joku, Greg? Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a very great game from him. Uh, you, you love the 16 targets. Uh, maybe we can uh, hopefully, if, you know, Kobe Brissett can build some consistency with the passing uh, offense. Uh, David and Joko could have some uh, low end tight end one value uh, going forward. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And then the tight end three of the week, no surprise here either. Travis Kelsey, uh, four catches, four targets, 58 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Also added one yard rushing. Uh, could have had an even bigger day with a with a drop touchdown there. Uh, Seventeen point nine PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, in a game where the Chiefs offensively wasn't the Chiefs, uh, he's going to be. He's the main pass catcher. He's the main wide receiver, tight end. He's the like that's the only pass catcher I want rostered uh, and playing week to week starter on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's really about it. Yeah, definitely a uh, you know the main, the only constant week to week in this in this offense other than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, um, and then something that we're gonna do before we get into the swags, the rest of the swags, um, just because I, I I felt compelled to do it. The touchdown or nah tight end of the week this week <laughs> is Jelani Woods, the Indianapolis Colts tight end. Three two catches on three targets, two touchdown receptions, 13 yards to finish as the tight end five of the week. One of those touchdowns was actually a game-winning touchdown for the Indianapolis Colts. So shout out to the homie Jelani Woods. Tight end or touchdown or not tight end of the week. Greg, your thoughts here? I mean, yeah, uh, the Colts seem to be using a couple of tight ends now. Uh, got them the dub, um, taken away from you know all those other receivers besides Michael Pittman, pretty much. So, yeah, it's uh definitely interesting. Uh, yeah, good job on him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you completely spring a new segment on your co-host <laughs> touchdown or not tight end of the week uh but anyways rounding out this top 12 of tight ends the tight end four tyler conklin five jelani woods six kyle pitts finally Here we thank go God. seven will disley eight jordan akins nine dallas goddard my start of the week 10 jeff swaim 11 tj hawkinson and 12 Zach Ertz, Greg, any of these performances stick out to you at the tight end position? Uh, definitely uh, Kyle Pitts. I mean, him getting uh, uh, the breakout performance he needed. Still not the touchdown yet, which is even a great indicator that, you know, hopefully when these touchdowns come, he starts putting up like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrew Weeks. Um, and Dallas Goddard continue to be very consistent uh, there. And, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, could have even been a bigger day for Dallas Goddard, but he left with a shin injury at some point. I thought we were onto a monster day. Like, scores the first touchdown. I was like, yes, like feeling really good about it. And then, you know, ends up getting injured and whatnot. Um, and they didn't need yeah. him in the second half anyway. So, no. yeah. And then Kyle Pitts, I mean, he's, you know, obviously we we talked about him and, and how I felt about him these first two games. And 
felt something was happening in this, in this game, and I'm glad to see that come to fruition. Led the team in targets there a week after the coach said that you know coach was getting heat for not giving him targets. So, uh, and then Tyler Conklin coming in tight end four, um, you know had a you know great day there for as a PPR machine there for at the tight end position. So he's definitely Max. solid. Solid tight end option uh, since week one. Um, yeah, Gabby mentioned on that the waiver man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, any thoughts on your guy TJ Hawkinson? Three catches, four targets, eighteen receiving yards, and a touchdown. Got the touchdown, which is cool. Uh, finished tight end eleven. I mean, in the tight end market, I still think he's has tight end one value. I you know see him like no more. I feel like he's no more impressive than like a a Pratt Firemurph level right now, though, for sure. Like, so I think Firemurph has been more impressive, especially yeah. when you consider draft capital. Yeah. yeah, 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 draft capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know because we're looking at a week where he finishes the tight end eleven. Yeah, that's fine. But like Jeff Swain, Jordan Akins, Will Disley, Jelani Woods. That's like. Three tied in 13 last week, too. I mean, he's tied in 13 last week, or was he tied in? You drafted him as tight end six to finish tight end 13? <laughs> no, not even not, not last week, week one for sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not excited, but in the tight end market, I'm not, I'm, I'm not selling or buying who, who you buy. Oh, it's, it's the tight ends. Oh man, if this was Kyle Pitts, we would be, we would be through the roof. Yeah, because he was drafted before TJ Hawkinson. Still, you're taking him before like there's still a, a grouping. He TJ Hawkinson wasn't was in that. Like that. The, and, sixth, the sixth round. That's still early. That is still early. <laughs> sixth like, round. I, mean, I wasn't taking the sixth round. I wasn't, but he was going like. Between round six and seven, yeah, yeah, you saw him as like a probably hopefully be like data scholar upside. Yeah, you were like, I'm getting the tight end six or seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like when you drafted Dallas, you were drafting Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkinson and uh Dalton Schultz all within that same range because you're like, I'm getting the tight end six or seven. Right now, he's the tight end 12. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Kyle Pitts. Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> for sure uh, yeah but i don't know they wouldn't finish that way though yeah i don't know i'm on a i'm on i got something against hawk this year i'm on, I'm on a mission that's that's every year though <laughs> no it's not every year Since i was the rookie, after the rookie year no after no I, after the rookie year, i was high on hawk i think i, I think you know what it was i think it's because i was high on hawk last year like going into last year I was, yeah yeah and I had him on a decent amount of my team. And he was frustrating. He was really frustrating that the roster, like, he would have, like, these occasional weeks where it was like, oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm, you know, tight end five. And then he would have weeks where he would disappear. It was super frustrating. So, yeah, I turned down on Hawk after last year. And I came into the season. He was, like, my tight end. I think nine or ten. Like I have ranked him really low. There you go. Yeah, that's and, you know where he's rated. <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> the low end tight end. All right, let's talk about some Jags, man. We spent enough time talking about this Jag. Talk about some other Jags. 
for tight end, yo. Tight ends are best. The tight end market. <laughs> uh, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Irv Smith, Dawson Knox, Pat Fryermuth, and Gerald Everett pretty much make up the uh, Jags, the tight end Jags this week. Yeah, yo. It's rough for Dawson Knox is droppable. I'm glad you said it and not me because he yeah. was definitely my bust at tight end yeah, position. He's, he's droppable. Cole Komet is also droppable too. Oh, I that Cole Komet was droppable like two weeks ago. <laughs> after week one, after, actually no, after week one, I threw out that game because it was week one. And then week yeah, two, right, right, right. I was like, nah, I'm not mate. There's no excuse. Like he's droppable. So yeah. But I was willing to drop him after week one anyway. So because I think there was some other guys. Like Logan yeah. Thomas, who he uh, was a jag. Too. Oh, I'll, oh, yeah. Yeah. I tried to warn you, Greg, but you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> he took all commands. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's tight true. Ends, yo. <laughs> it's the tight ends, right? Uh, it's cool. I was too busy focused on getting Hunter Henry as late round value. So. <laughs> so basically... What this means is we should learn our lesson and just try to take tight ends early, right? Well, I mean, that's always well, the right? top. To get one yeah, early. unless you got – or, yeah, unless you're getting the top three, then you can get a Tyler Conklin undrafted or a, I don't know, Earth Smith Jr. or, like, I don't know, something like Gerald that. Gerald Pat Fryer. Gerald Everett, yeah, to well, get you, you some – Pat Fryer with his draft. Nah, yeah, he was drafted, yeah. Those two guys, uh, yeah. Pat All right, let's, let's let's make a move on it. We are, we are running a little bit over um, – we got to still have to get into waivers, but let's talk about a little about some injuries that lead into these waivers. Um, I'll just run through them real quick. <clears throat> New England quarterback Mac Jones could be going to the short term IR with dealing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, seems like it's one of those severe ones that doesn't require surgery, but we'll need to miss some time. So um, maybe up goes the running backs, but down goes the whole offense in New England. Who knows? We'll see. Um, for Detroit, we talked about Swift already, but he's expected to be out until after week six. Uh, Chicago running back Dave Montgomery, we also spoke about him, left Sunday's game with a knee and an ankle injury. He's uh, day-to-day, as Coach said, Coach Eberflus. And then Cincinnati running back Joe Mixon left Sunday's game in the fourth quarter uh, and did not return with a what seems like a leg injury. So, um, Greg, what about – waivers and who are the guys to add and let's start at the quarterback position this week yeah got two names on my list right now uh one Geno smith uh he's not percent roster currently uh i think one because you know he's been very pretty efficient with his completion percentage uh got three straight games with over 225 yards uh that's solid uh i mean the interception numbers are a little alarming but you know i think in a game where there won't be 70 pass play, I mean, plays per game for Seattle every week, but it seems like they're pushing the pace a little bit more. Uh, and the fact that they have uh, Detroit next week uh, is pretty solid. Um, I think it's a good matchup. Sorry, didn't have 225 yards uh, all, all three games, but 325 yesterday. Uh, and I like, uh, you know, his prospects for next week if, you know, you're in need of a quarterback for sure. And Jameis Winston – uh, he's back down to 42% rostered, but uh, had a solid week uh, this week with on three for 353 yards. Uh, had the touchdown, they got Minnesota next week. Uh, I think that would be a little more high scoring uh, opportunity for him. 
And now that he's, you know, finding his array of weapons, he's got uh, multiple options to pass with Chris Olave now, adding to the addition with Michael Thomas. Uh, Juwan Johnson, hopefully, can get him more involved. Uh, I think, yeah, he's uh, another name that um, can help you, you know, get through these uh, dog weeks. Yeah, I I do want to say, I mean, I just looked it up. Trevor Lawrence is 58% rostered. But if he's available in your league, yeah, he's the top guy, right? Yeah, he's the top guy. If he's available, yeah, I look up his name first. Maybe he's there. Uh, and definitely go go grab him for rest of season value. Yeah. So, uh, what about the running back position this week, Greg? Running backs. I got three names on this list. Uh, one being uh, Khalil Herbert. Uh, definitely the guy uh, that Jamal Williams is he's pretty rostered and uh, I think close to 60%. So yeah, if, look his name up first. If he's there, go, go, go put a, put a good amount of money on him. But Khalil Herbert, I think is next on that list. Uh, we talked about how talented he is. He's 49% rostered. Uh, Dave Montgomery, if he's hot for a short amount of time, uh, that could be two, maybe one RB one week that you could use and that could give you a win. Uh, and even if Dave Montgomery is still going, I think he, has uh, some value, um, you know, value to, to, you know, be uh, pretty good in an offense that's going to run the ball a lot. So I think they'll maybe start to use him a little bit more. Uh, and he's just great stash value. Uh, Alexander Madison, he's fifty five percent roster. He's right on that cusp. But just to remind people that he is uh, Dalvin Cook's backup, and that you know he uh, is also a guy that can be a great stash uh, play. And if Dalvin Cook can't go for an extended period of time. He's also going to be uh, a guy that's going to get all the opportunity to share and 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 work out for the Minnesota Vikings. And then J.D. McKissick, uh, deeply guy, 26% rostered, but he's averaging over five receptions in his first three weeks. Uh, seems like Carson Wentz is making him a very popular uh, dump down candidate or just running, a, getting him in a lot of routes and getting him some targets. So I think in, in a guy in a league where, you know, a deeper league or in a league where you're, you know, don't have a lot of running back depth and need uh, maybe nine or 10 points. JD McKissick is an option. Yeah. Um, if Jamal Williams is available in your league, he's got to be like the number one. Yeah. Like we said, priority. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I would say a 50% of my budget type of guy. Cause especially yeah. because of the, the value that he brings the rest of the season with the standalone value and then also being this like automatic, you know, we do know DeAndre Swift's injury history. Like it's, it's, yep. it's not uncommon, right. That DeAndre Swift is going to get injured. Um, you know, so dealing with that, you know, he's, he's a guy that has rest of season value. Khalil Herbert, probably somewhere about like 30% of my budget. Like if, we got a word that this timeline for Dave Montgomery is even longer Then that value would go up. Um, but because there's also the built-in possibility, right? Like we've talked about this before with Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, that this is a brand new coaching staff. This coaching staff did not draft Dave Montgomery, nor did they draft Khalil Herbert, but Dave Montgomery is a free agent uh, after this season. Um, and Khalil Herbert seems to be a guy that, Throughout, by all accounts, fits this offensive scheme better than Der- than David Montgomery, so they could make the the decision to just move on 
move on to Khalil Herbert. So there is that built-in possibility that you, you could get a starting running back, you know, in Khalil Herbert. So, uh, you know, I would put a bid in with that in mind for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Greg, what about the wide receiver position? Got into two tiers kind of uh, like 12 team leagues and then maybe some stash or deeper league plays. Uh, for the the twelve team, I mean, I got Traylon Burks, Dave Jones, Greg Dorch, Greg Dorch, and Romeo Dobbs. Um, I think Traylon Burks is at forty five percent roster ship. Um, you know, he ran. We talked about how he, he had a lot, a lot of routes run. I think he's going to at some point break out uh, and be uh, another w- rookie wide receiver with Chris Olave uh, and Romeo Dobbs that we are, we're going to talk about um, in the coming weeks uh, as this passing game gets better. I mean, Robert Woods got involved. Uh, so then it just shows, you know, kind of where this passing game could, could offense could be. Uh, Zay Jones, 10% rostered. I think, you know, he's the clear, clear the number two in the Jacksonville offense offense that's getting better week to week uh, team. That's, you know, in the, in the position to win this division early in the season. So I think he's going to continue to to be involved uh, with a healthy target share, Greg Dorch and, and Romeo Dobbs. I think Romeo Dobbs over Greg Dorch of those, of these four names, uh, I'll probably put uh, Romeo Dobbs and Zay Jones at the top uh, just because, you know, the offense is there. They're attached to it. There's really no one else to throw the ball to in Green Bay as well. Uh, you know, Alan Lazard being banged up a little bit. Uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, you know, he's going to get maybe his targets, but Romeo Dobbs has an opportunity to to break out here for sure, uh, getting passes from one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Um, and then in that deeper leagues uh, stash area, Isaiah McKenzie, he's 41% rostered. Um, we thought last week was the week where he could have blew out, uh, blew up. No Gabe Davis uh, in a you know high scoring game, and that that didn't happen. But now yesterday, of course, he he comes through uh, and gets this opportunity. So maybe uh, when all everyone's there, he's you know getting the super cake matchups, and he's he's helping out. Uh, Mac Hollins, uh, I think uh, keeping on his usage down the stretch, or especially for for deeper leagues, if you need some wide receiver depth. And uh, Russell Gage, forty two percent rostered. Um, I think of these three guys, he, I would put Russell Gage uh, at the top um, for sure. And, you know, Chris Godwin is going to come back. Mike Evans is going to come back. But in the meantime, I think Russell Gage is, has a lot of value. Yeah, wide receivers is tough because there's so many guys available. And like you said, there's some guys that could come in and we could we could play them for like a week or two weeks. But yeah. then there's other guys yeah. that may maybe have some some longer term value. And I really think it comes down to the roster that you have, right? Like, do you have a roster where you, you know, maybe you're sitting in the top three teams in your league and you, um, you, 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 you have a strong roster, but you are looking for some upside, like one of those pieces on your bench that could maybe become like this nitro in your flex spot. Like then you, maybe you go after the Traylon Burks's or the Romeo Dobbs's. Um, or, you know, if a Chris Olave is available, you go after those guys. Um, I think you, you go after Chris Olave no matter what, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs, you, you take those shots on, on a guy like that. Or do you need a guy that you need consistent production from, like, this week because you, you know, maybe you, you, you had DeAndre Swift in your flex or something or, you know, something to that effect, and, and he's injured, and, and now you need – a wide receiver, right? So, like, you're going after a Mac Hollins or a Russell Gage or something like that to help you out for this week. So it just depends on the roster and, and the construction and, and how you approach it. Um, 
But what about you at the tight end position, Greg? What's that's the waiver situation look like there? Two names, uh, Tyler Conklin for sure. I mean, we keep talking. I'm gonna keep bringing his name up, uh, and you know, he's just a, a guy that you know the Jets first row tight end in a really long time, and uh, he's gonna eat up targets. Uh, again, we don't know how all the target share is gonna be when Zach Wilson comes back, but I think he should still be involved. Um, he's only 21% rostered in the tight end market. Uh, for him to get uh, the target share he's getting, he, he's got some tight end one value, and uh, he's gonna have some more tight end one weeks. And then Robert Tunyon. Uh, we talk about how there's, you know, not a lot of people to throw to uh, in uh, Green Bay. Uh, I think Robin Tunyon is going to uh, continue to creep up a little bit and in targets at seven uh, week three uh, season high. Uh, so I think uh, he's going to continue to be used uh, and the touchdowns should come. Yeah, I, I like all those. Um, the only question is, which one of these would you pick up uh, and oh. drop your Hawkinson for? Tyler Conklin, Tyler Conklin <laughs> would uh, possibly be a name. I think, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think they're rated around the same. If I was week to week, I mean, I think they'd both be rated the same, like rank, rank wise. Yeah, I don't, I'm just saying, I'm just joking around. Like, I don't think you could drop Hawk for any of these guys just because of the offense he plays in. And obviously, with Swift being out, some of the targets have to go somewhere as well. So um, you, you don't drop Hawk, but you don't draft Hawk, and then you don't have to drop him. <laughs> uh, before we close this out, we will take this question from Elias. Thoughts on trading Kamara and Dak for Brees and Josh Allen. Kamara is my flex. I'm using Goff until Dak is back. Kamar and Dak for Brees and Josh. I think I'm doing that. You said what? I, I think I'm doing that. Sure. <clears throat> I, I would have to ask Elias, who are your RB1 and 2 if Kamara is in your flex? Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's the best player in this whole trade. Yes. You're getting Josh Allen for a quarterback that's not playing right now. No, and uh, we didn't I mean, even we don't even know what he looks like when he is playing in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he yeah, has Kamara's, Saquon and Joe Mixon right now. It's so. gotta be like a 10 team for sure, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe eight. Hey, maybe Elias is just a much better drafter than his league mates. Who knows? <laughs> um, Saquon and Mixon, so now you're bringing in Brees Hall to be your flex, and now you have Josh Allen. Super- that is that is really tough because it it is Elias is saying it is a ten team league. So. You get you get Brees like that's a sustainable for like late like a long season rest of the season like playoff time could come. That's when Brees is really probably at his highest uh, point. He could be a league winner, uh, and Josh Allen's every week league winner. So I'm willing to sell on that. Says he traded Pitts and McLaurin for Mixon and MT before week one. That's looking like a good deal for you right now, Elias. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looking like a good deal. Nah, I'm with that. Uh yeah, I think I would I think I would pull the trigger on that deal. I would definitely pull the trigger on that deal. Um, all right. That's the last question that we're gonna take um for right now, just because we are over and we do have to start closing this out. 
So everyone, we definitely appreciate y'all for tapping in. We appreciate y'all for for you know vibing with us on this Monday afternoon. Hope. And uh, when you do your State of the Union on Tuesdays, your team's not sitting there at zero and three or one and two. Hopefully, you're in that three and zero, two and one territory. Um, and hopefully, I, Greg, can. Well, I am John, but I'm talking to you, Greg, can pull out a three and zero victory in the league of extraordinary people. So, any thoughts you want? Anything you want to say to people before we close this out, Greg? Go G, man, man. You already know, man. We trying to go three and zero in real life football right now. So uh, hopefully they can get this, get this dub. Uh, continue to get that winning mentality before they move on from Dane Jones. <laughs> Bryce Young will look pretty good in that red, white, and blue, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good one. We much appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll catch y'all on Wednesday. We'll break out Thursday night football as the Cincinnati Bengals take on the Miami Dolphins. Have a good one, everybody. Catch y'all later, and we're out of here. Peace. We out.